You're listening to Shift, Human First Financial Guidance with Ross Marino. Today, we are shifting the conversation with Dr. Sarah Falaf, president of Data Points. Hello there. Hello. How are you? I am good. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy having conversations with you. You've been researching and working in this area for so long. And what I love about talking and listening to you is that you just have a little different angle. And sometimes it's it's a bigger picture. Sometimes it's really super focused. And today, what, what you suggested speaking about, which I absolutely love, is talking about, say, a medium-sized firm where they're looking at a human-first approach. And maybe there are some advisors in the firm that they really geek out on it. But on a firm level, they're looking and trying to figure out, you know, how how heavy should we go into this? Can you maybe talk about the benefits or the value prop of taking a human first approach? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, certainly at the individual advisor level, there's a value to understanding clients at a deeper level, whether it's attitudes or values or their investing personality, right? So being able to communicate with a client based on their unique characteristics is certainly valuable. Um, You know, I really, though, at the firm level, at sort of a broader level, there's also a value to really understanding clients and being able to anticipate what groups of clients might do in the future, right? So thinking about understanding, let's say, volatility composure, that sort of emotional side of investing. If you can look across your entire firm and be able to anticipate which clients might make moves during a down market and being able to be proactive with those clients, that can also be very valuable. So that's more at the sort of group level or data you know, science level, if you will, thinking about measuring those characteristics and then looking across at a broad group of clients and thinking about what they might do next. Now, I know there's a group of clients that I have that are sensitive to market downturns. And I know this, um, not because I've done great work, but because they were sensitive to the last market downturn. It would have been so much better to actually know ahead of time. So that would be one group. But also when you said that, it made me think that when life happens and plans change for people, there's sometimes a group of people that maybe during the last market downturn, they weren't as susceptible because life maybe was more stable or they were just in a different season. But now, of course, we're, we're in a new season of life for these people. Those are the ones that when the market goes down the next time, they're going to struggle. So are there ways to maybe find those people before the market goes down and they call me first? Right, exactly. So measuring some of those characteristics up front before you've had, you know, a lifetime of working with that client can be a way to do that. So for example, measuring during an interview or onboarding process or with a test, measuring their characteristics, and then being able to use that data on an ongoing basis. So you can absolutely understand and anticipate what they might do, even if, again, you haven't worked with them for a long, long time. Um, And then thinking about season of life, certainly there are some different um, in terms of if we're moving into retirement or we're, you know, maybe having a major career shift, you know, those are times to reassess and understand if there are some differences um, in that new season of life as well. So are there specific questions maybe you could share without unpacking all of your questionnaires, but I'm dying to know of one or two nuggets that really provide insight. 
Yeah, you know, one of the questions that we include in some form or fashion, so this isn't, you know, verbatim, but is to ask a client, you know, how they've made decisions in the past when they don't have all the information that they want, right? So how do you make decisions when things are really unclear or uncertain? And that can help you understand how they might react in the future when things are a little uncertain and unclear, um, which often happens when markets are in turmoil or, again, there are critical life events that are happening. Um, So that's one question. Um, We also ask, for example, when we're trying to anticipate which clients might be able to build and sustain wealth on their own, we look at past experiences related to budgeting and whether or not that was a stressful process or that money was generally stressful or something that you didn't want to think about. Those kinds of things can, again, measuring those and asking those questions up front can help you understand what the client might do in the future. Yeah, I I think asking people how they've made decisions in the past, Mm -hmm. especially when they don't have all the information, that is going to be so insightful, especially if we can determine how do you feel and, you know, that'll Mm -hmm. help us gauge maybe their level of anxiety, whereas uh, your typical entrepreneur, we never have all of the information that that's that's like fantasy land right we we got a few things and we just think "Eh, we're going for it right needs to be done so we're doing it so barring your typical entrepreneur mindset where risk isn't as apparent in their mind or they just discount it away even though it was mentioned and they're like ah whatever you know this is going to work we got to go for this you know i'd imagine asking somebody just how they feel in that environment shouldn't that really bring up whether they're anxious whether they Mm. lose sleep at night isn't that kind of info we're going to get some of that absolutely it's also going to help us understand again you know what level of comfort does that client need before they can actually move forward with a decision and so thinking about that from an ongoing client experience standpoint can be very helpful. So again, if the client was, you know, said to you, you know, look, I I didn't have all the information and I was scared the entire time and it finally turned out okay, but it was not a great experience. I don't want that to happen again. That's really an opportunity for you to be able to educate that client, especially when they're having to make some decisions Um, to be very, again, proactive. So if you know, and they know that some kind of decision is coming up that you are, you know, building towards that with additional resources and things of that nature. So that's one way certainly to help use that information on an ongoing basis. If we approached most firm leads of say mid-sized firms Mm -hmm. and asked them if they felt there was benefits to a human first approach to connecting with their clients on on the human level to developing more trust, um, I think pretty much all of them would yeah. say, well, of course. And and if we read their websites, we would think why they're actually human first and it's all about the people. But you know, there's some firms that may do a lot of marketing around that, but they don't push as much in that area where there's other ones that are all in. What do you think are some of the obstacles for these firms that they understand the concept and they agree that it's important, but they haven't quite taken the plunge to let's redo how we onboard clients and interact with clients? I and mean, what, what do you think stands in the mm-hmm. way? You know, what we hear is it's typically, you know, just a little bit of fear around a new process, right? So anytime there's a new implementation in an organization, there's going to have to be a lot of training and thoughtful kind of um, processes that are put in place. So we get that, right? That can absolutely be an obstacle. I think it's also the case and, and, you know, again, you have more experience probably than I do with this is 
asking these questions can lead to some discomfort, um, you know, on the part of the advisor, perhaps on the part of the client, and being able to be prepared for that does take some training. It's a new mindset. So it's not just the dollars and cents, it's all of the emotions and the experiences that go along with that. Um, and so I think that that can be one of the sort of hesitation points there. Um, and then finally, it's just, how are we going to do this? So again, like we were talking about, are we going to use interview questions? Are we going to use the same question with each client? Are we going to create sort of a rubric of how we might, you know, go through that question with the client? Um, having very clear processes can be helpful, can overcome some of those problems, again, related to implementation and having sort of a systematic process in place. Um, but then also, again, being able to sort of follow up with the client after getting that information and using it on an ongoing basis. If there's, if it's just onboarding, I think that that really limits kind of that human first approach. It really needs to be something that's used throughout the client experience. I know that as a financial planner, I love questions where I know the variables, I know the potential answers, and let's be honest, I've answered that same question a gajillion times, right? right? We like that. It feels good. We're confident with that. When we shift towards the human first approach, now we're asking questions that not only don't I know the answers, I, I couldn't actually make up the answers because it's not up to me to answer it. So shifting that conversation where now we're having more subjective or open-ended questions to clients, uh, I, I mean, I understand that can be a little nerve wracking. I'm not sure that when I was 30 years old, I would have dove into these types of questions, even though I loved the human side back then. Uh, I, I'm Well, I'm not sure. There's no way I would have done it back then. It, it, it would have seemed terrifying, but now I'm well, I'm a long ways from 30 years old and uh, been been in the industry for a few decades. If I really want to connect with clients, if I want to understand them, if I want to build trust, the only way I can do that is to be the one asking the questions and let them answer and let them talk. So, so they'll be felt like they're heard and they're known and they're understood. But uh, I hope more and more firms will do it. You think five years from now, we're going to be having this conversation or is this going to take over the industry? I hope that it takes over the industry, I guess, selfishly, but, you know, even for clients, I hope it takes over the industry because again, you know, the money decisions are emotional uh, at the end of the day, even though they're dollars and cents and spreadsheets and everything else, um, you know, they, they impact our entire lives. So I hope that the industry continues to move in this direction, but it does take, again, it takes a shift. It takes a shift in mindset and then priorities and strategies around including these types of measures in the process. Well, I am shifting. You are shifting. There's a lot of us out there that are shifting. Appreciate what Data Points is doing. Appreciate your work. Dr. Sarah Falaw, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Shift with Ross Marino. Please visit humanfirst.live to learn more. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results.